1: I'm good, how are you? Good, good to see you a little here. Saturday morning podcast. Yeah, this is uh, <laughs> toxic, toxic and problematic. problematic. That's the name of the show. We do it uh, every now and then, you know, try and do it once a week or something close to that. It can be a discussion about just about anything. Sometimes we just talk to one another, sometimes we answer questions, and sometimes we do have people yes. on. We've interviewed authors on this program.
2: College football
1: coaches. Uh, TV personalities. Uh, industry moguls. Industry moguls. Very sure. good. But I don't believe that we've ever interviewed a drug dealer on the show before. Now, mm-hmm. I don't know. Is there a better way to phrase that? I thought about it. I tried to think of different... Narcotics entrepreneur? Yes. Certainly entrepreneur in and of itself would be fitting. He is an entrepreneur. Um, he's a self-employed, um, self-made man, sure. right? I guess you could say that. Uh but I mean, really, what we are wanting to know about here is the fact that he's a drug dealer. And yes. we all have met drug dealers or no drug dealers or been drug dealers at one time or another. Some people, uh, some drug dealers are better than others. Um, sure. some, some people are, are, are drug dealers longer than others, Right. Maybe you had a friend, and you're like, sure. is, is so-and-so still... Well, I think this started, too, because
2: you guys were wondering about, do people actually, like, use fentanyl, right. like, well, intentionally? We're gonna, yeah,
1: and we're going to get to that, too, because yeah. um, with being a drug dealer in 2023, that means there's always a risk of fentanyl going around, right? Sure. And famously, I say famously, what what got us laughing a little bit was that the person we're about to have on the program... Um, supposedly has said to his customers in the past, don't worry. I promise you there's no fentanyl in your product. If there were fentanyl in your product, I keep it for myself. <laughs> right. Because I use it. And that's the thing that amazes a lot of people is you use people using it. You intentionally use fentanyl, right? Like that that's a thing. And it's like, well, yeah. Yes, a lot of times it is putting things and people don't know that it's there or, uh, you know, it's, it's put there to spike right. something to, to try and hurt someone. And if but you need drugs,
2: we'll put a link of this guy in the description. <laughs> yeah, you can and go ahead.
1: And, yeah. yeah, and you want to make sure that, you know, you want to feel know, safe as you can. And just, you know, can. email him. <laughs> but um, we're going to call him by some initials that are just sort of, uh, they have a, a, a meaning that aren't necessarily his name, but we're just going to call him by his initials so that he can remain anonymous for obvious reasons. We're going to call him DBJ. Okay. And uh, DBJ is, I guess, he said, according to Snowcone, he's willing to talk about whatever we want to talk about. So let's bring him up if you're ready. Uh, DBJ, are you there? Yeah, yeah, what's up? Hey, oh, how man, are you, it's man? perfect. Yeah, man, man. You're good. You're good, man. I'm good. How are you guys? We are <laughs> very, on, very yeah, good. It's not, not real. We are very <laughs> excited to have That's you on the real. program. It's not real. And um, <laughs> we're, we're grateful that you decided to do this. And we've been told, and I just want to make sure before we you know piss you off here we've been told that as long as you know we're we're going to make sure that you remain anonymous we're calling a dbj throughout this you're good with us asking questions about just about anything right just about yeah just yeah. Right, just. just about so maybe we well, might You don't, don't have to worry about me blowing because I actually have no idea who you are yeah, exactly. So you don't have to worry about snow or uh, Lazo blowing your uh, cover here. Mm-mm. And um, if Lazo does, you know, say something about how he's going to put a link to your phone number in the podcast description, he's joking. It's not going to happen. Don't worry. You yeah. will remain anonymous. But let's first talk a little bit. I think the obvious question um, for someone in in your position is, how did it start? Yeah, how'd how did it start? Was it just? Because I just assume I've lived with guys, you know,
2: years ago. In college, and then after college, who sold weed? And you know, you start out a little bit, and then all of a sudden you're like, man, I got like five guys to buy this from me, and then all of a sudden it's ten guys. Yeah. And then it just kind of grows from there. But you are really just kind of, I felt like they were always just they just bought it for themselves. Yes. And, and then sold it to a couple them. buddies, and then oh, no, oh I, I, I can pay my for my house. own weed. And then yeah. all of a sudden you're like, man, yeah, I don't need to go to work right now. This is great. I'm just going to play Goldeneye and get high, and then uh, you know. That, that that that
1: becomes their career, and it pays for my weed. And there's also those people who occasionally I've heard of that say uh, they are friends with someone who does this, and that friend says, "Hey, can you take care of this this right. weekend? I'm going to be gone or whatever. It's no big right. deal. Just a couple guys coming over here, and you go, oh, okay." And the next thing you know, they're in. So, what was your origin story, DBJ? Um.
0: Okay. Well, I uh, I like I like doing it. I like doing the the coke. Right. So I um. I, uh, you like my doing neighbor. coke? Is that what you said? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah okay. And so my my neighbor, he um, he knew how to get it, and so I started out buying like little twenties, uh, from him,
2: and he uh he was ripping me off, obviously. And but wait, were you buying them just to do yourself?
0: Yeah, just yeah, to okay. do myself. Okay. And uh and obviously he was like ripping me off or whatever, you know, and and so um, some of my other friends were like, dude, you don't have to go through him, you know, you can go through us, you know, you get coke from us and so um so i was like all right and so i started going through them and then um and i real and people uh around me wanted to wanted to do it too you know and i'm like well shit you know you want to buy some you know <laughs> like
1: right instead like of just right because coke is an expensive drug for people to be like hey can i have some and it's like well i right. mean yeah but this is like the 10th time you've asked and it's fucking expensive <laughs> right
0: Yeah, dude. Yeah. And so I was like, why don't you get something? They're like, we don't know how to get it. And I was like, well, shit, I guess I do, you know. And so so I would start hooking up my friends, you know, and... And then, uh, so when you first
1: go to the guy that you've been you've been buying from this person um you know, for your own personal uh, and enjoyment. He was charging
2: you too much, so you find a better right. place to get it at a decent price. Yeah,
1: well, I guess I'm talking about the new guy. you've got the, you're onto the new guy now who you're buying from, and okay. then you go back to that person and say, hey, suddenly you're buying sli- slightly larger quantities at least because you want to buy enough to sell to your friends, right? I mean, does he pick up on this that or is it just such it's such a incremental increase that he doesn't notice? You just say, no, oh, I went from buying half a gram to you know an eight ball or whatever.
0: Um, well, no, I, uh, yeah, yeah, well, it was like, um, yeah, it started out buying eight balls. That's probably what it was. And then I would just hook my friends up with like a gram or two, and then I'd get a gram for
1: free. Okay. Okay. So this is the old, you know, I'm buying, I'm covering my own, uh... I'm getting cocaine for free. I'm doing it myself for free, yeah.
0: Yep. And then, so... So that would go on. Um, and I was probably working a normal job. Uh, I think I was building playgrounds uh, with my buddies. And, uh, and then eventually, um, <clears throat> like, the boss pissed us off. And I realized that I was making enough money just, you know, and I went from being able to do the coke for free, um, and then I saw that I was actually making money. And then so when the boss, like, pissed me off, I just... Said fuck it and started just slinging cane. You right, know? <laughs>
1: but now, but in order to do this, because you've got to be able to get a discount if you want to make money, you've got to be able to buy it in bulk. So you got to have enough money to buy it in bulk, and you got to be getting that bulk. I assume at a decent price. Is it still this? Was it still the same guy at this point? That you were buying it from, or at that point where you're like, you know what, I need to move on. I need to, f- I need to meet his guy. You know, you always hear these stories like, well, I was buying from this guy, but now if you're going to be buying in this much quantity, maybe I'll introduce you to my. And guy. how
2: long does it take you to jump from, you know, buying an eight ball and splitting it up with your friends to now? I need, I need more.
0: Um, well, it it was like just like over, t- like I just over time, I just kept meeting different people, and then finally, like I met. Like a Mexican dude, and he, um, because like the guy, <clears throat> the guy I was getting it from. That was he was kind of ripping me off. So like, I just happened to meet this Mexican guy at my work, and he, um, he would sell me like, like a like a zip like an ounce, for uh, like thirteen hundred dollars. And it, so,
1: is that a decent price?
0: It's a great price. Okay. Okay. So and when you're selling an eight ball for three hundred dollars. You know, and you're getting eight of those for thirteen hundred dollars, you know.
1: You're making money.
0: You're making good money, yeah. And well, how long does it bu- take you to move right. that?
2: You know, how long it, so you're making eleven hundred bucks every yeah. time, and how long does it take you to make that eleven hundred bucks?
0: Um, I can move like one a week. Okay. And so making about like four, you know, forty four hundred a month, you know, sometimes better. Um, uh, and then with like holidays. You make good money. The Chiefs winning. You make great money. Really? Yeah.
2: So there are times with, like where you're like, hey, it's almost like a, I mean, it is a business, but it's almost like a retail business. You're like, all right.
1: Yeah. Chiefs won. Yeah,
2: I'm about to get paid. Yeah, I guess bars do better, right? Yeah. When
1: teams are winning. Oh,
0: yeah. And with the Super Bowl, oh, my God. You're like, that was <laughs> killer. You know, because that's the demographic that loves we'll love to do cocaine. You know, like you. white right. Well, sports
1: fanatics in order right. to be able to sell the enough of this to make money you know you i assume you, you got to take on more customers than just a couple of friends that were begging you for coke uh, early on so how do you accept new customers do you say basically someone's got a vouch for you uh you, you know i assume that you don't just put an advertisement out so what what is your vetting process to make sure that you trust someone that, just that it's the name comes to you from someone that you already know and trust and they say hey man uh, I've got this person. They they want to buy some. Is it cool if if they get your number too?
0: Yeah, yeah. It's always like that. Like they um, they refer, they want to refer somebody so that that person will quit nagging them. You know to right. get to get it. And so and I'm like, okay, well this this is on you. You know, like if they're bad or something, you know, it's coming back to you. I'm just gonna,
2: you know. Yeah, and and when you- no, I don't know. Just I, I, it's coming back to you. You're gonna what? Like what? <laughs> I'm not gonna like kill him. Or nothing, <laughs> okay, because you know? that's like, what I, I was running down that line a I'm little bit. I'm like, talking to this you. If it's bad, it's coming back to you. I'm like, all right. right, uh, you right, know, right we're getting no, a little no, bit closer to Tony Montana. Then right? <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> we're just not gonna be as good of friends anymore. <laughs> all, right. all right.
0: Right, right. Yeah, no, <laughs> we're definitely not gonna be friends. Yeah, no, no. I'm not gonna kill him. Right? You know i <laughs> like, I'm just gonna, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, badmouth their name. You know? Right. Okay. Post it all over. You know, like. Don't mess with this guy. You know he's a piece
1: of shit. All right. Got now, it. what about the other thing that I'm always curious about for something? You know, like especially I guess with cocaine, but I guess any type of drugs is when you've got customers. How do you decide whether or not? Because I've I know that there are some dealers that say, "Look, I'll come to you. I don't want you ever coming to me." Or, you know, just the opposite. You're gonna always come to me, and you better not bring anybody else with you. You know how? Do, what's your a position on that, like, what are are you someone who delivers, or do you mostly have people come to you? And do you, you know, meet somewhere that, that's like kind of, uh, you know, uh, I guess, uh, you know, away from your home address, or at least generic enough that people don't know exactly how does that work? I'm sure your friends' friends they know where you live. You, you trust them, they come over. But are there a lot right. of customers where you just say, look, I'm going to meet you at this place, or I'll come to you?
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, with people like, I don't know, I'll try to meet them. Like, I definitely don't want to come to the house, you know? And so, uh, it's probably, so like, I got a, I got a dirt bike, right. And mm-hmm. I love riding it. So like, I'll always just, most of the time I'm riding it anyway. So I'll just be like, Hey, uh, meet me, you know, wherever. Like I could meet them.
1: Right. Pick a place in town. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Cause I like to ride anyway. So I'll just ride to them and, uh, make a, make a, a deal out of it, you know? And, I'll try to have it on me, you know, like divide it up into like half grams or grams. And so, um, and then on in my helmet. I have like, um, I have like a speaker system in my helmet that's connected to my phone. So it'll just, it'll ring and I'll just, um, I'll be like, yeah, where are you at? And I'll pull up on them and, uh, works pretty great. It's uh, pretty lucrative I try not to have too much on me, uh, when I'm riding. So like, I'll keep it at the house all already bagged up and everything. And so I can just zip by the house, grab it, and then shoot to them wherever they're at. And so, like, on a Friday night or the weekend, you know, uh, my evenings are mostly tied up, just running from place to place.
2: This is a, uh, uh, a, a this dirt bike has an engine in it? Yeah, dirt bike. Yeah. Okay, well, I didn't know if it was like a, a I don't know, it, like a bicycle. You know, I didn't know if it, in my head I'm picturing it, maybe it was like a, a courier business, oh, like okay. a mountain. Like you a, know what I mean? Yeah,
1: like in the oh, yeah. big cities. Yeah, yeah. That's
2: yeah, why, I, it's 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 in my head, I was picturing you know the big city courier <laughs> guy, <laughs> yeah. like
0: right. Oh yeah, no, no, no. I'm riding like an illegal dirt bike. Okay, like got, no, it, got, uh, it, got, got it, got it,
1: got it. One you
0: have
1: to be on the street on. Right, Of course. Well, that's part of your charm. So. I knew a guy uh, that I worked with at a restaurant who sold Coke, and I have no idea where he's at these days, but I remember he told me, he's like, you know, the thing about selling Coke is, he's like, it is a good money-making drug, he's like, because the whole discussion was about how you make way more money selling Coke than you will weed, but he's like, the problem with Coke is, he's like, I, people don't have a lot of money, so they always buy less than they need, and he said, I have to go to them because they say I want this much, and then I leave And no sooner do I get back than they say, hey, come back, I need more. And he's like, and I have this instinct to say, fuck you, I was just there. He's like, but if you want to make money, I know I'm just going to have to go back. And there are certain people I know, they're going to call me two or three times, and I'm going to say, are you sure you don't want more? And they're going to say, no, no, I'm good. And then 20 minutes later, they're going to want more. Do you experience that as well?
0: All the time, all the time. I'm like, uh, but I'll, I'll come back. I don't care, you know? Yeah, you're right. a good
2: business uh, fan.
1: You're like, I'm coming back. This is how I make my money. Yeah, but yeah, I get that all the time. Okay.
2: All right, so now you're selling, uh, as you referred to it, I think it's slang. Sl- uh, maybe you could say it for me again. Uh,
0: yeah. Serving. Okay. Serving them. Slinging cane. Oh, slinging cane. cane. Yeah, 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 yeah,
2: I just want to make sure. Yeah. So yeah. Um, so that's what you're doing, and uh, you're making, if I did the math right, 1100 bucks every time you're putting money out. So your return on investment is $1,100. Yep. Or more if the Chiefs win. Yeah,
0: yep. Right. So, like, every time I sell, like, a a 50, I make about, like, like 30, 30, you know? Right.
2: Okay. All right. So now you're making this type of money. Does it get to be more than that, or is that where you're at now? And then do, you know, as you become the guy, you know, uh, delivering the cocaine, are people like, hey, uh, what else can you get? And then do you start to get into more, you know, do, at some point do you become – you know the cheesecake factory like at one point right. you were just five guys i just sell you burgers yeah. and now you're like yeah, yeah i'm the cheesecake factory whatever you want i got i'll try and find it for you
0: um okay so yeah sometimes people will ask me for other things and like and i can get anything but i uh but i don't want to sell it like just you know anything to anybody so i uh, i keep it i keep it limited like they'll ask me for like for like molly or ecstasy you mm-hmm. know and mm-hmm. like Depending on who like, kind of referred them, you know, like, uh, then maybe I'll, I'll hook them up with that. But if they're asking for something like crack or meth or fentanyl or some shit like that, like, I don't, I don't, I don't sell that.
2: Now, why is yeah. that?
0: Uh, that's just kind of, that's just where I draw the line at. Like, that, um, you know, I, it's not, it's not lucrative for me, for one. Like, I don't make any money off of that.
1: Okay. okay. Um, and also, wouldn't you have to find a new guy or, or the same guy that you're getting your coke supply from? Could he also supply you with the meth and the and the crack or whatever else we're talking about? Um, Heroin. no, no, my
0: coke guy. He only he limits himself just to the coke. Okay. And uh, fireworks. He sells like bombs. A B S. We'll have him on next week. Yeah, illegal fireworks and and then but yeah, but I know other I know other drug dealers that sell. The other stuff and shit like that, and I uh, yeah, so I could get anything, but I I just keep it uh, with the coke. You, and, you, but I'll, I'll sell some mushrooms or something.
1: Sure, but you but your main thing there the, is the coke. That's what you are. You're the coke guy. And, when, and what I was trying to get to yeah. is that you said you
2: wouldn't do meth or crack or whatever, and you said one, it's not lucrative, but it also felt like you were saying, uh, it, this isn't good for you. I'm not going to be the guy who sells you crack. Right. Did you, is right. that true, or is it just because it's just not lucrative? It felt like no, there was a pause is- in there, and then you're like, look, I don't, I don't want to be known as you know, the drug dealer with a heart of gold, but yeah, I'm not selling you crack. Get that from somebody else.
0: That's right, yeah. And that is, that is the main thing, yeah. I'm not trying to ruin somebody's life, you know what I'm saying? Like, if they want to party on the weekend, I can help them out.
1: Well, Okay. So so you can't find the other things but you you don't try to unless you know maybe it's a friend or whatever but with the coke I assume that when you go to the person you know your supplier they they probably know you at this point. You've probably been working with them for a while. But if you say, hey, I'm going to buy this much. I don't know if you buy the same amount every time you see him or what. It, it, it sure depends on how much you're selling. Like you said, if the Chiefs win the Super Bowl, suddenly you need more. But when you go buy this supply, do, is the typical way that this works is they say, okay, you have this much time to pay me back, or do you always pay up front? Because I've heard this, that this can work both ways, that some of the middle kind of you know suppliers that are supplying uh, in bulk to the street level guys will say here it is and then when you come back to get more you will owe me the money for that last batch is that how it works or do you pay up front
0: um that is actually how it works and uh, he kind of the guy he put me in his pocket like in the beginning um he fronted me uh the ounce and so and i i just thought we were going to do the one deal um but then he um uh, the whenever I that's pay Friday, him man. I know it's we Friday. Already we're probably pissing off. <laughs> it's go right, man. Yeah. Sorry. Anyway, what were you <laughs> yeah. saying? So,
1: so he fronted um, you. He fronted you. You thought oh, this will be a one-time deal or whatever.
0: Yeah, and but whenever I went to go pay him the money, he already had another ounce ready for me. Yeah, and I was just like, okay, I guess
2: that's we're could doing you it have like that. Wait, could you have said, "Hey, I'm out. I just wanted to make a little bit of money. I don't want to do that."
0: Yeah, I could have. He's a he's a good guy. You know, just like me. You know, he's about no guns or nothing like that. He's not going to like, you know, hold me to it. Okay. But, uh, but he did have another answer. And I was like, Hey, you know, the first one went so well, let's, let's keep it going.
1: Now, does he shelter you from his supplier? Cause when I watch these cop shows, they talk about, you know, whenever they find the, the, the street level person, that's not who they're interested in. They want to find their supplier and they really want to find their supplier. Cause it's, it's surprising. It's not that many steps from getting, you know, over the border, wherever it came from, wherever it originated from into the hands of the, a street level supplier like you who's you know giving it to people who are buying uh you know half a gram a gram at a time or whatever does he ever mention this person's name or is that something he makes sure that you don't know who his supplier is um
0: yeah he he doesn't say nothing about his guy
1: okay, ever. okay. That's yeah and he
0: would never he would never give it to me because then he wouldn't make money right he'd be out
1: right and if if you were ever picked up then he knows that at least that person's protected because he's worried about that just as much as anybody else because if if his guy gets found out then i'm sure well yeah part of that is probably
2: part of that is his reasoning but i think you touched on it his big reasoning is if he tells you who it is you're just going to go directly
1: to him don't circumvent me right but yeah i I would try
0: probably i mean but i but i wouldn't because um we have such a great relationship i'm not going to screw him over and that's and this, this is about as big as I want to be, you know? I'm not trying to...
1: Well, let me ask you this. If somehow you found out uh, somebody said, like, hey, I know who your guy's guy is, uh, and he will sell it to you way cheaper, and he said stop on by. And let's just say, hypothetically, you're like, "Oh, yeah, maybe I will just... Just the one time, I'll go get it from him cheaper. And then your current guy found out, are you confident that he wouldn't want to hurt you? Um, n- he would cut me off. Like, okay. That would be it. And
0: he'd probably... And the, the guy above him wouldn't let that happen, probably. Yeah, because right. They need reliable people. You know, people. he's yeah. That's just against the code. And if I'm if I'm willing to break that, then I'm willing to tell him. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like I'm So it they wouldn't do it. I don't think.
2: Right. There's a chain of command.
0: Right. And yeah, a way exactly. that things with, uh,
2: work, and you kind of got to follow it. Yeah, with
0: our group, it's it's like that. You know, like we don't.
1: We don't break that. Now, one of the things we wanted to talk to you about is because you're, you know, well, you were, wait before you get into yeah. that real quick. I'm sorry because I have one more
2: question on this, and sure. we can move into the new stuff. So you said you're about as big as you want to be, and yeah. again, if I just do the math, you're making about 1,100 bucks a week. That's you know, 44. Let's just say five grand a month. That's 60 grand a year straight into your pocket, right? Right. That's where you're good with that or is there like is it, it feels like I mean where everybody gets caught, right, is where you're like 60 grand's nice. 100 grand isn't that much more work. Yeah. I could make I could make 40 more easy, right? And then all of a sudden it is pretty easy to make the 40 more. Did you put a hard cap at this is what I'm going to this is where I'm going to stop.
0: Uh, uh for the most part Within, within, like, um, being safe, you know. Uh, yeah, I would say pretty much. That's as big as I want to get. I mean, obviously, I want to make more money. Um, But I just do side things, you know, like legal things and stuff.
1: So Yeah, and is the biggest legal concern the fact that if you're going to sell more, you're going to need to take on more customers, and the more customers means the more unknowns. You you don't know, you know. Right now, you know the people you're selling to so far. You know that you can trust them. Every time you take on a new customer, there's that risk, right?
0: Absolutely, yeah.
1: But if your current customer base said, hey, we want to start (laughs) buying a lot more from you, you'd be happy to sell them as much as they want. It's just about taking on new customers.
0: Um, And that's another thing. Like, I don't like to sell to anybody that sells it, you know? Because then you're risking their judgment on okay. who they're selling to. Right. Okay,
1: right. Gotcha. So now you're worried that they, they're they buying so much that they're going to be selling it to you.
0: Yep. I so I try to get it to the person that it goes up their nose, and that's the end of it.
1: Okay.
2: You know? So, uh, right, because of, uh, I, that makes complete sense. Because yeah, then if absolutely. you don't do that, then you're basically, your guys, now you're that guy. Yeah, exactly. I got a lot more worries about it now, exactly,
0: because I don't know what they're doing, who they're talking to about. Right.
1: know. When you were younger, is this something that would have scandalized you? Like, I mean, you know, I don't know what kind of if you grew up in like a religious household, a conservative household, whatever. I don't know what the thoughts about drugs were as as a child. Is this the kind of thing that, as it happened, you're like, oh my god, I can't believe, you know, it went from just I wanted to do a little blow to I just wanted to get my friend to actually pay me for the blow that he kept taken from my personal stash. Next thing I know, I'm, I'm just kind of selling blow. Like, were you, were you, did you ever find yourself kind of scandalized by it? Or is it, is it something yeah. that was uh, not a big deal? Because, you know, I, again, I don't know your background.
0: Right. No. Um, and that's what, yeah. See, the thing is my mom, she sold, she sold meth. And she, um, oh. she was in and out of prison, like my whole life. Oh. And so I was like, I never want to be that person, you know? And, and like affect my family like that. And, uh, and, uh, unfortunately I think maybe, uh, that's happened.
1: Right. So, I, so you were saying you didn't, you want to stay away from the drugs. You certainly didn't want to sell drugs because you, you'd seen the damage that it can do uh, firsthand growing up. And then next thing you know, you're like, damn it, this, this here, here, I here I am. Yeah. 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 That's kind of how that went actually. Yeah. Well, so uh, another question that, and Lazar, were you, good with, with moving on yeah, to this. Yeah, case, I was just, yeah okay.
2: you know, because I'm always fascinated with the money stuff, you know? Of course. And especially like <laughs> yeah. me growing up in Detroit in the 80s. You know, there's that Young Boys Incorporated and, you know, there was kids in my neighborhood. You know, they're under 18 and they're driving around on mopeds. And it was all because, you know, these guys just, you know, they would give them drugs to go sell on mopeds. And if you were under 18, you weren't going to get in trouble, right? And I mean, they were making so much money. So I'm, you know, I'm fascinated in, in any aspect of that, when, when I look back on it or talk to somebody like you, like, how do you? I don't know. I think the reason why I never got into it is because I know I wouldn't be able to stop. Right. And not doing drugs, but I know I wouldn't be able to stop. Like, if somebody's like, hey, you can make a little bit more money, I'd be like, well, I'm already risking it. Yep. What's, you know, I, you'd I, I don't know that I, I, until, you know, I had a bunch of money. And then, you know, I'm in jail, right? Yeah. I mean, I don't know that I'd be able to just be like, hey, I'm just going to do this. Nobody's looking for a guy making 60 grand with a part-time job. It's, this is easy. I'm good. Yeah. I don't think I'd be able to stop like that. So that's why I was curious about that.
0: Right. Yeah. And yeah, that's how I feel. Like, I don't, I don't want to work. Right. You know, like, I, yeah, I just don't want to wake up early. I don't. I like to do whatever I want to do. Sure. Like, I can always shut my phone off if I don't want to work.
1: Right, Right. of course. And I know that you said earlier that, you know, uh, you're you're not trying to sell crack or heroin or these other things. But just out of curiosity, because you said, um, you know, that your mom um, was uh, in the, the meth world, I guess. Is meth something that you take an absolute hard line against no matter what? Because that's the drug that, you know, when you were a kid, you thought, fuck this, this is... Or, I mean, I mean, I don't know, and I'm not saying that you should or shouldn't. I just didn't know if maybe that was one where you're like, look, meth is the one that I saw firsthand, and it, and I saw what it does to people, and I'm not fucking around with it. Whether it's selling it or trying it or, or both.
0: Yeah. Um, okay. So I won't sell it, but I, but I will dabble. I'll dabble in it. Okay. Uh, yeah. I'll, so, I, yeah, but I won't. Put that on uh anybody uh, so like if you do plan. it
2: you do it that's up to me but i'm not going to give it to you to do go find somebody else
1: exactly yep Got okay it. so in 2023 you know dealing with drugs like cocaine one of the things that we talk about all the time because it's in the news all the time and it was something that we'd never heard of you know six seven years ago Is fentanyl, and I've seen these. You know, I don't know if it's Vice specials or whatever, but they do these undercover things where they're talking to coke dealers, and some of these dealers are are talking about how, um, you know, and these are like the the street level guys who are selling. I would say relatively small quantities. That every time they go to buy that ounce, they are now they have test kits at their home because they're so scared that they might sell someone fentanyl laced cocaine, and that person was not expecting to be doing an opiate and next thing you know they've overdosed and once that happens now the cops are curious where what happened here yeah. where did this come from look at the phone what happened so it's a fear not only of not wanting to hurt someone obviously but then the fact that if someone does get hurt they're going to come looking so how do you deal with that
0: um well my guy that I get it from he I mean he he pretty much deals with that like he um he makes sure that it's not there's that nobody puts fentanyl in cocaine mm-hmm. okay um that's like a a myth you know like if if somebody got like cocaine that had fentanyl in there or something like that it's because like the bags got mixed mich- mixed up or something you know what i'm saying okay. um but yeah like i have like like a test kit or whatever like i don't really need to use it though because like my my guy takes care of that right and so uh and I trust him. You know? so, so you trust um, him
1: to, to be the one to make sure that the
2: the Coke is don't clean. Now when you say yeah. there's no fentanyl in cocaine, people don't do that. Right.
0: They don't cut the Coke
2: with fentanyl. Well, how do we explain this, what's going on in the world then, of people saying they're doing cocaine and overdosing and dying? Well, if that's a myth, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying it's not. I mean, we've heard the myths of, you know, back when they were trying to make marijuana the big, you know, devil – that it was, you know, addictive and you all the stuff. But it seems like that's the story, right? You well, buy cocaine, I, I it's personally, got and all that.
1: I I personally know someone who a couple years ago we lost someone and it was actually a couple that was that was lost. They never were interested in any type of opioids, not even like taking oxy, let alone heroin, but they did like cocaine and they bought cocaine one weekend and thinking that it was, you know, cocaine, both did a rip of cocaine and they both died right then and there. And when the toxicology came back, it was from Fentanyl toxicity, so I, it does happen. Now it may be rarer than the media would have us believe, but it does well, or happen. or maybe
2: right? maybe you can explain to us what really happens. What yeah. are we missing?
0: Um. Okay. So maybe like that that coke dealer. Uh, this is like this could be what probably happened. Like he had fentanyl because they're both white. Okay. Okay. Um, at the end of the day, and so maybe like the bags got mixed up or something, and he gave them. the the fentanyl bag or it got like cross contaminated because, uh, you know, just a little bit, um, can kill somebody that doesn't do it. Well, I've, I've
1: also heard stories though of, and again, I don't know if this is true or not, but this is an explanation I was given once by a drug dealer. They said, you know, what can happen is if you piss off one of the suppliers, if you're a dealer and you piss off one of your suppliers, that that supplier, that suppliers have been known to purposefully spike the supply to that dealer because they want that dealer to get in trouble. Now, if that means that someone's got to die or multiple people have got to die, they're just trying to get back at this this dealer that's been buying from them because they're pissed at them, and this is their way of getting back. Have you ever heard of anything like that?
0: Um, I've never, I'm, sh- I've never heard of a, I'm sh- no, I've never heard of that actually. Okay. Like somebody doing that because that would just lead to so much problems for that guy you know everyone the cops are going to go up the chain yeah and they're going to find out you know so it's like people just do good business most of the time but yeah the fentanyl part getting in there i could just see it be like a cross-contamination deal or um you know mixing up the bags on accident
1: and and you talk about how it could be cross-contamination mixing up the bags that means that people do have fentanyl that they are trying to sell as fentanyl there are people who request fentanyl to purchase uh, because they want to get high on fentanyl, right? And I I, I right. is that is that a request that you've gotten? Um, no, I've never had
0: anybody like ask me for fentanyl. Um I've had people like ask me for like perks, like perk thirties mm-hmm. or whatever. The ones that are like fake mm-hmm. and made for you're basically fentanyl. Like crushed
1: fentanyl into a tablet to make it look like a, a real pill or whatever?
0: Yeah, like yeah, the like the blue ones and stuff. And so um yeah, but I don't. I don't have that. I don't sell
1: that. So now, have you? Do you do? Have you ever done fentanyl? Do you do fentanyl? Yeah, actually, I uh,
0: I uh, I'm addicted to fentanyl. I do
2: it all the time. All right, so let me before wow. we get to that, let me ask you because this is my thought: the drug dealer putting fentanyl in cocaine to kill other drug dealers' clientele. That seems like a movie to me. Like yeah. I'm not sure yeah. at all that really. That sounds yeah, like God. a lot, right? Like I'm not sure, yeah. right? But. We know that cocaine is addictive, but we yeah. know fentanyl is more addictive. So, if I just put a little bit of fentanyl in your cocaine and you don't know you're doing fentanyl, don't you start coming back to me for more cocaine? It's like putting a little bit more uh, nicotine yeah. in a cigarette or a little bit more sugar in a Coke. I'm not trying to kill you, man. I'm not even really trying. All I'm saying is that if and this, I'm not doing it, but I'm saying, wouldn't that be the reason to put a little bit in? Because the truth of the matter is now you're saying I don't need to sell more. So it doesn't even cross your mind because you're at that 60 grand. I'm not selling more. But if I'm a guy who's at that 60 grand and I'm trying to get to 100, I may put in something a little bit more addictive so that my current clientele base is buying more.
0: Nah, uh, I'm gonna, I'm going to say no on that. Okay. They they wouldn't risk it. Like that would, you know, cuz that could kill the person. And it like even and there's no way to really measure it out like that.
2: There isn't. Okay. You
0: know, to, for it to be a safe amount. The coke's addictive enough, you know. If you got a good product, you know, you're going <laughs> to It's a good fine, product and people know?
2: like it. It's easy to sell
0: well exactly yeah so i don't i don't even think that that's a a thing really well it it does make sense to me
1: when we're talking about other opiates you know when heroin became so popular in across the country because people got hooked on oxy and then oxy got taken away next thing you know suburban moms are asking for heroin and then there was a a a run on heroin and there was a, a shortage of heroin that made sense to me that they were saying we're gonna try and just like you cut coke we're gonna cut our heroin but in order to make it You know, potent still. We we may not have enough opium to actually make, you know, heroin like we used to, but we'll put fentanyl in there, which feels the same. And if we get this measurement right, it might even feel like good heroin or better heroin than it was, or at least better heroin than it should be because it doesn't have that much actual uh, poppy in it or whatever. You know, that to me makes sense if you're going for, well, you were talking about the Percocets, right? If you're going for that feeling, if you're trying to to get that opioid or opiate, opiate feeling, then it would make sense to me that they would substitute. Fentanyl. But what Lazo's saying, mixing fentanyl with an upper like Coke, it does seem counterintuitive, but at the same time, I think that lazo has got a, a, a decent theory here because if you've never done an opioid, you don't think you're addicted to them, you've never done them, you know you like uppers, you know you like Coke... Is it that crazy to think that a little bit of fentanyl, your cocaine suddenly you're like, you know, not only does this coke make me feel good, it makes me feel slightly more euphoric. Yeah, it like, to, I like you know, it, right? Yeah. yeah. And the Coke is still there, so it's not knocking out you're not nodding out like, Mm-mm. oh, this doesn't feel like Coke. It's just that, man, this guy's Coke feels a little more a little more addictive. I'm not saying that it that it is a thing. I could just right. see how it potentially That would could always be. be
2: my assumption, you know, yeah. that, that's how that's how people would try to, you know, move more cocaine is to me- Make it more addictive. I, yeah. Like you said, if there is nothing going on like that, then how are all these people dying from fentanyl? Or is it just not happening? Well, you know, like is it not happening in this big number? And, and not that you have the answer. I mean, uh, you know, yeah. you're you're not a you know an emergency worker or anything, but. Do you think it's overblown and it's not happening or is it just not happening with the people you deal with and maybe it's happening somewhere else and you don't know anything about it?
1: Well, he did say the pills are being made out of fentanyl and right. kids are thinking that those are ox or uh, Percocets or whatever they think it is. Same with the heroin junkie who's, you know, I maybe you shouldn't say junkie, but the heroin addict who's been doing heroin for years and it looks like the same heroin. I'm going to do the same amount. This time it's got fentanyl in it. We know that killed a lot of people because right. suddenly their heroin had fentanyl in it. So, I, I I mean, we know people are dying from fentanyl. We know right. they are. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I would say maybe, like, a less experienced, like, drug dealer who, like, had, uh, you know, access to, like, fentanyl. Maybe if he wasn't doing very well or something like that, you know, he might. That could be somebody that would try to put a little bit of fentanyl in cocaine or something to get more customers or something. But that's, like, that's kind of going out there with it. You know what I'm saying? I don't know that people are so afraid of it. You know what I'm saying? And nobody knows how much or anything. To put in it, Um and they would call it like a hot spot, like in the in the coke, you know, like one line is fine, where the next line in the same bag had the fentanyl in it and kills you. You know, all oh, I mean? right,
2: mm-hmm. a hot spot. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, I never even and thought so, about that. So no. you could take, you could do a bunch of it and be fine, and then yeah. actually, that's really an interesting point too, because that whole idea of like, then like you know, I don't do coke a lot uh and somebody's got it and you're like well they just did three lines and and nobody died it's not like testing poison for the king yeah because now you could take the fourth line and that's the one that kills you that's insane
1: yeah yeah exactly but you said so you're addicted to fentanyl you smoke fentanyl let me ask um why i guess first of all i I, well i guess i have a few questions like you know you're, you're smoking it um why fentanyl and not heroin? Is it because it's easier to get? Were you, did you start with something else, uh, some other type of opioid, and move to fentanyl? Or did you, was fentanyl your introduction to, like, man, I, I like these opioid fields?
0: Um, no, I, fr- I first started uh, smoking heroin. Okay. And uh, on foil. <laughs>
1: okay. Oh, man, did <laughs> you make uh, it yourself?
0: No,
2: no, no. No, I you made the foil from, pipe yourself.
0: Oh, um,. No i didn't even make a pipe. I just oh. it was just in it. it was just a flat piece of foil oh,
1: man so and then you, uh, yeah you start you start with that, and then what? heroin becomes harder to get or more expensive or both
0: um heroin like died out when fentanyl came around, like you can't even get heroin now
1: okay, I didn't know if the heroin shortage was because uh, so many people suddenly started doing heroin after oxy went away, or if it was because the DEA figured out a good way to stop heroin from getting into the country but what you're saying makes perfect sense it was just replaced with fentanyl because here it is it's it's easier to get into the country it's easier to make i guess because being stronger and it's stronger a a little bit goes a a much longer way yeah
0: and it's more addictive too
1: so then how do you know because we're not talking about like fentanyl at what you know there is a prescription fentanyl and they they made those you know we read about it in the news there were patches and it was supposed to be end of life treatment for people who are terminally ill with cancer or whatever. And they made like fentanyl lollipops and fentanyl patches. And these were prescription things that doctors could give out at hospitals. And of course they just like with a lot of things started giving them out a little more often than they should have. But it felt like by the time we got around to this new opioid, America was already kind of like, eh, what are we doing with a stronger opioid? Why do we need this? But then next thing you know, it's showing up in street drugs and we hear it's coming from China and Mexico and, I mean, that makes sense that if there's a market for it, someone will figure out how to make it. But the thing that really gets me is when I read these stories that say there's real no definition of fentanyl because there's anywhere from 20 to 100 different things that are called fentanyl they are quite different, different in their potency, different in how they're manufactured. They're just very strong opiates. Is, is that, does that make any sense to you, or do you find fentanyl to be fentanyl pretty much all the time? Same strength, you know what you're getting. Um, no, it'll...
0: Sometimes it'll be a because they're they're mixing it with like a cutting agent uh when it gets here. So right. um sometimes it'll be stronger and sometimes it'll be like uh it'll be like almost nothing, you know, what you're getting. Right. Um and so yeah, it just comes like it's hard. It's like a it looks like coke, you know, like it, it's, it's white and rock, it's and it's uh... a rock when you get it kind of.
1: Okay.
0: The more you handle it, it you know, becomes powder and uh and it some is potent, and some's not
2: what do they cut oh, it with? Not. I mean, like you know cocaine ba- baby lax baby laxative and, and, yeah.
0: what what do they cut that with? um, I don't know, okay, I really don't know. it's like I mean it's something that it's yeah, when you smoke it, it doesn't like burn up like black or anything like that, you know it's like uh it becomes like a um. I don't know how to explain it. Like a little brown liquid puddle, kind of uh, okay. clear puddle.
2: Okay.
1: okay. So, so if someone were to buy, they say like, "Hey man, I want some fentanyl." First of all, how expensive is fentanyl for the guy at the bottom the rung, the person who's who's purchasing it, just like the person who's buying half a gram of coke? How much does fentanyl cost on the street?
0: Um. Okay. So fentanyl, it's it's about I'd say like a hundred and fifty dollars a gram, or maybe a little more.
1: Okay, and how far does that go? Because it does it once I buy that that gram, if I let's say I'm gonna snort it. If I were gonna snort it, am I planning on cutting that down first or am I buying it the way it is and that that's how I snort it?
0: Um, okay. I, you wouldn't snort it though. I don't think uh, you wouldn't want to snort people it. People don't snort
1: it.
0: It would enter the body like way too fast. It'd be like shooting it up almost. Would like, you okay. smoke it
2: like crack?
0: Smoking it, um yeah, people well, I'm smoking it like uh like people do dabs, you know? Oh, okay. I'm smoking it with a nectar collector Oh, it's in a, a little rubber uh, grommet deal.
1: Okay. Okay. So it's, it's so, more like smoking uh, weed than, than, I guess, smoking crack or meth.
0: Yeah. Like okay. people could be smoking fentanyl, and it just looked like they were nectar collecting some dabs.
1: Wow. But it okay. would stink. Oh, okay. Like it's, it's got a very distinctive smell? Yeah. Interesting. Yep. And
0: that's how you'd know. People can put it in their, um, their vapes. They do that.
1: Really? And then, yeah,
0: they smoke with
1: the e juice. I mean, I guess that the, that that you know, just like anything else, if you can, if you're going to smoke it, then someone will figure out how to make pods or whatever, or put it into a, a liquid that they can yeah. put into their their vape pod.
2: So you and there's so many ways now. Like you said, it reminded me of the days when I used to smoke crack. When I, I would buy crack and make the the bowl out of aluminum foil, make a little you know a, a bowl around my hand. And then roll more aluminum foil around a pencil. Pull the pencil out. Heat the crack inside the aluminum foil. Smoke that. When that's all gone, then light it again because you burnt it. And then open up the aluminum foil that you spit, that you smoked it through. Now there's crack residue in that and I can smoke that an extra time and keep going until I got to call the drug dealer again 30 minutes later and be like man I didn't buy enough man. <laughs> yeah, I'm right though, right? It's exactly yeah, how it works. That's right. It is right. <laughs> that's absolutely right.
1: <laughs> well, I know so you've told us that you know you 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 think you found this this nice level, you're making this much money a year and you're kind of trying to not grow any bigger than that. But you also said you're addicted to fentanyl. Does your fentanyl intake Is it, has it leveled off or does it increase over time? Like, do you find that, you know, no matter how long you've been doing it, it still increases just a little bit each week or month or whatever. Uh, Is it possible that eventually you're going to need more money for more fentanyl? Um, it's,
0: I, I think, I think I I see it gradually getting a little bit more. Um, but then that just depends on like how, like, uh, you know, potent it is, but, um, I could I I think it's pretty much leveled off though like I'm it's been pretty steady is kind of new too so um it's hard to tell you know like at the moment but so, I think it's pretty, pretty much level so right,
2: so how do you know when you take it like you you talked about well, two things I want to ask you one you talked about hot spots so how do you know you're not getting too much fentanyl and that you're going to die or is that just risk versus reward and it's okay and the other part of that, are there people... I guess there's two questions there. The other one is, and it hit me, is is this... You, cocaine is not mixed with fentanyl uh, on purpose by a drug dealer, is what, we've, what you're saying, or at least that you've seen. But wouldn't people order it that way? I mean, it just seems like a newfangled speedball to me, right? It's just... Heroin and cocaine, I mean, it killed River Phoenix or whatever, you know what I mean? This isn't anything new. The idea of mixing heroin and speed isn't really new. We just have different names for the products and how they work. But people have been doing it, you know, since Richard Pryor lit his face on fire, right? I mean, it's gone on forever.
0: Right. Yeah, I just, I've never, I've, I got I other friends that sell Coke too, and they get it from different dealers as well. And I've never ever, Nobody's
2: ever ordered it. both to try to mix them together? No. Really? All right. No, that's a myth.
1: Hmm. But, I mean, I suppose if they wanted to mix them together, they would be buying them separately and doing it themselves is what you're saying. Most yeah. likely would be... The you know, case. you're making yeah. your
2: own speedball at home, yeah. right? I mean, I don't it's know. It's just
0: so dangerous that...
1: Right, but you're doing it, risk, right? Nobody
0: would risk that.
2: But, but you're doing it, right? No, I'm not mixing Coke and... Uh, is it the mixing of the Coke and the fentanyl that's dangerous, or is it just the fentanyl? Maybe this is where I'm just dumb now.
0: Okay. Um, no, it's just the fentanyl that's bad. Okay. And, and drug dealers don't mix fentanyl with Coke. No, so I'm talking about coke. the
2: users. Right. He's saying, oh, You know, if I'm a user, I want to make a speedball. I buy Coke oh, from you and fentanyl yeah, from somebody no. else. I mix them together and make myself a speedball. I no. know what it is, but that's what kills me.
0: No, I'm smoking mess.
2: Right now? We're, we're <laughs> right. Fentanyl.
0: Yeah.
2: Right. Oh, I, you're saying if, if. I thought you were just making a statement. Hey, everybody yeah. call calm on no, a second. Way too many questions, way too fast. <laughs> I'm smoking
1: meth. I'm dead serious. Right. You're, so instead of, are you saying that instead of a speedball, people would just say, I'll just smoke meth? Or, or is that what we're. Call, I don't even know. I don't know enough about meth, I guess. Um, you can believe that no, or not. No, but you're smoking
2: meth with the fentanyl, is what you're saying. Yes. And right, so material. you're making your own speedball.
1: Which is a version of a speedball.
2: Yeah.
0: Got Essentially, it. yeah. But I'm not like, like physically mixing them together. Like I'm picking up one pipe and putting it down. Got it. Okay, got it,
1: got it, got it, got it. Got it. And, 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 and that gram of uh, fentanyl, how long will that last you for your personal uh, probably use? Probably
0: like two
1: to three days. Okay, so you can go through a gram of it in two to three days. Yeah. And then what would what would happen if let's say suddenly uh, tomorrow you needed fentanyl and your supplier doesn't have it? Um. And you couldn't it be find a, it. How? It'd be, huh? Sorry. I well, I just, I mean, I think you were about to answer the question, but you know, how long have you got until you're feeling completely fucked and can barely function?
0: Uh, you probably got about twenty four
1: hours. Yeah.
0: Sometimes less. And and the it, emotions.
1: Go ahead. I was just curious like at that uh, point do you right. go get methadone or what happens then?
0: Uh you would um shit, I probably would try to get uh like
1: Suboxone. Oh right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's
0: Suboxone strips if it's successful. And Suboxone or, uh... for people
1: that don't, that's a, a prescription that's given to people who to, to try and come off of opioids, right?
0: Yep. And if all else fails I'd try to get
2: Xanax.
1: Really? Like <clears throat> that pass that, yeah, that, exactly. that might help. Crazy. Yeah, I try to
0: sleep it off until uh until you're done withdrawing.
2: No. How long was the withdrawal, do, do you know? Just curious. Uh probably like like uh three to four
0: to five days. Wow, okay.
2: ouch, yeah. Like a bad right. flu. So let me get back to this one question then. Yeah. How when you're taking fentanyl, how do you know you're not gonna die?
0: Um I wanna say because I'm smoking it, but um I just have such a tolerance to it now.
1: Well that is a huge aspect that we that I do see in some of these stories is that people who are taking fentanyl inadvertently a lot of times are people who don't have a tolerance for opioids um you know heroin or oxy or whatever it may be they haven't built any type of tolerance so that fentanyl is way too much and they can't handle it even if it's a small amount if someone did have a tolerance to things to whatever type of opioids that they would have a better chance of surviving but that certainly doesn't mean that it can't kill you and i I mean look i'm not here to try and give you advice but do you keep narcan around just in case
0: Yeah, yeah, I have it on the shelf.
1: Okay, good. But I can't give it to myself. Right, you'd have to have somebody there. But I'm guessing sometimes you smoke uh, fentanyl alone. Yeah, all the time. All the time. It is a risk. It it is a risk. Yeah, with Narcan, there's no way of knowing, right? Like, oh, I think that... Is there a chance you could be like, whoa, normally when I take a hit, I feel about this high right now, and I'm feeling higher now. Has there ever been a thought of like, maybe I should grab that Narcan now just in case?
0: Um, yeah, yeah, there has been, but I, it's almost, it's nearly impossible. Yeah. To, you know, by the time it's, by the time it happens, it's It's
2: too late.
1: Yeah. By the time right. you realize that it might be a problem, you can't do it yourself. You have to have somebody else there. And uh, I know
2: you said fentanyl is more addictive than heroin and we've all heard that, but I looked it up and who knows what, you know, there's, but, and they're saying 50 times. Stronger and more addictive than heroin, and a hundred times stronger and more addictive than morphine. That seems insane to me. That somehow this was made as a prescription, yeah. right? You know point, what I mean, yeah. like to give to people. Like I just, I don't believe it. I know, Like, it's it's, yeah. you those know,
0: are those are exaggerated numbers.
2: They are okay. All right.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, in a, you know, we're sa- you're saying they're exaggerated. I'm sure, no offense, are exaggerated to you because, uh, like you said, you built a tolerance, but. I got to say, or I got to ask, as someone who does have a tolerance, uh, you know, that you have to to fentanyl or whatever, I I assume it's just fentanyl, um, as far as the opioids go. But if you think, like, if someone were to offer you morphine and and gave you morphine, would it do anything to you? Because you see, you know, someone in a hospital who's not a drug addict, they get a drip of morphine and they are on cloud nine. But have you ever tried morphine post, you know, fentanyl? And do you notice that it does... Less yeah, or anything yeah, at all totally,
0: yeah it would totally affect you uh, like differently cuz it's a different drug um like chemically so you're going to feel that like just as you would if you had never smoked fentanyl oh
1: okay okay, okay. cuz i've heard all that right. there's a lot of issues with people who come into hospitals now you know after an accident or they're sick or whatever and the doctors go to give them morphine and because they've done a bunch of oxy or they've done fentanyl or heroin or whatever that the morphine just really doesn't have much effect on them because they built such a tolerance this is kind of a, at least you know the media has said in the past in the recent past that it's been a bit of an epidemic because the doctors have fewer tools to help people because so many people have built these tolerances over time but you're uh, saying yeah. that it's that it's different so if you got morphine you would expect it to work yeah, morphine morphine's awesome. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. morphine's awesome. Okay. So, uh
2: I think that I mean So I mean, well, I mean, but I, I think it's important here to say, like, you're like, yeah, I like fentanyl so much, I know it's a risk when I take it, I could die. Yep. Yep. But it's worth it. Like risk versus reward for you.
0: Right. I like I like walk I like driving my car fast. You know what I'm saying? Right. But
1: I know it could kill me. I still do it. Well, and part of this too is that you're addicted. Is there like
2: a um, yeah, yes? Is there like a like a you know cognitive dissonance? And and I use it, you know, where you because look, I smoke cigarettes, so same thing. They're going to kill me. Yes. But in my head, it's not this one that's going to kill me, And, and it really isn't. It'll be a culmination of millions of them over the course of years. Is that dissonance still there with fentanyl, even though it literally could be this one? Like if I smoke a cigarette, it's not No one's gonna, gonna be gonna like, damn, this. I wish we had yeah. Narcan. Like right. that ain't it. Yeah. It's gonna be, you know, sometime in my future you're gonna be like, dude, you fucking had a heart attack and you your lungs don't work. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. Um, right? With you, it's like this could happen. This, this next this one time. could be the one. No no,
0: it's not it's not not really like that. Um it's like because the hot spot deal was more so with like if you were sniffing it or swallowing it, but with the smoking of it, you know, um, and when you do it regularly, it's um, it's not a, like you're not thinking like okay, my next hit could be my last. Okay, it's not like that.
1: But you did just it's say a good. couple minutes ago that you have had uh, experiences where you smoked it and gone, oh boy, this one feels okay. a little stronger oh, than boy. usual. So oh, it, it, it it could be stronger, right? There's definitely times where it, it or maybe it just hits you harder.
0: Yeah. In the beginning, before I had built up a tolerance.
1: Okay. So you're saying at this point with the tolerance, you think it would, it would be uh, a lot more difficult for fentanyl yes. one, smoking it one time to kill you. Yes. Okay. Mm. Well, I got to tell you, uh, you know, it sounds awfully dangerous to me, I. Uh, having Narcan around absolutely must have for someone like you, but I, you know, you, you said it yourself that Narcan only does any good. If you're smoking with somebody else, it's, it's almost too bad that you can't, uh, preemptively take Narcan. Yeah. Or, or have a buddy that you can, right. Wouldn't it be like a man if I can
2: preventively take this and then smoke. Right. That's what somebody needs to come up with.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Also, I want to talk to you about
2: one more thing because I heard you say this earlier and I know we're about to wrap up and it's going to be busy for you tonight, but, um, why are you riding an illegal dirt bike? My dad told me all the time, you can break one law at a time, not two. Like, get oh. a moped that's legal with license plates that work. Why, don't You see what I'm saying? I'll tell you why. Okay. Because
0: uh, they're not going to catch me on a dirt bike.
1: Oh, so you're planning on running.
2: Absolutely. I <laughs> got it. So if they do, if you see cops and they see something, you're jumping on it and you're out of there. Yes. Got it. Okay, so it's more like a getaway car than it is a mode of transportation. Yep. Like Got it. All right, well, that makes sense then. I feel better about it. I really was worried about you for a minute. Yeah, no, yeah, no.
1: He started through.
0: And cops are kind of keen to have people rolling around on scooters, selling drugs.
1: But not dirt bikes. They never expect it, Laszlo. They well, never they expect the guy on the illegal dirt bike because, like, he wouldn't right. be doing both. Exactly. <laughs> Seriously. Exactly. Nobody's that dumb. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. Well, I, how, many, how many calls have you had to mute or ignore during this? Uh, people you say, hey, hold on one second. I'm doing something that needs your attention uh, since we started talking. I've
0: had two people come through um, that, I, that I sold to. <laughs> oh, okay. And, uh, and then my computer, people were hitting me up on Messenger because I wasn't asking answering my phone okay all
2: is, right
1: uh, that's probably what you heard in the background all right, so, all right. well we'll three. let you get back to it
2: hey man i know this sounds weird i'm not your dad and uh you know you make all the decisions you want to make and I, but you know i don't know i, I don't even know if you can uh, but I, I i hope you be careful
0: thank you i really? appreciate that yeah
2: all right oh, well, that's I it. it i don't got anything else to say but you know i feel like if i didn't say that i'd feel bad if something happened so you know i like you be careful I will.
1: Thank you. Yeah, of course. All right. Thanks, man. Have a good weekend. You're like, you're not going to talk
2: to him this weekend. Fuck you, Slim Fast. Oh, shut up.
1: I've never met before. Have a good one, DBJ. See you later. The Church of Leslow. Yo. All right. Well, that's scary, man. It is. is And, you know,
2: as both of us who have dealt with addiction on and off, nice guy, man. Yes. But you're an addict. And so in order to get through that addiction... You have to tell yourself you're not going to die from it.
1: Yeah, just you have so to, so things. that you
2: can be able to go ahead and do it. You're like, oh, but I'm smoking it. I have a tolerance. It's not. No, that's the same thing as alcoholics who say, I drive better when I've been drinking. Right. No, you don't. Right. And you don't know how much it is. You yeah. don't. And it doesn't matter how much of an expert you are. You're you're going to die from it. Right. You're going to yep. die from it, man. And unless you stop. Right? unless you stop
1: exactly unless you stop
2: you're going it's the same with me with cigarettes yep it's a there is no it's going to kill me right it is going to kill me uh and so when i hear him say that man i feel bad like i do because you know you 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 can't do it right you can't. it will you cannot, kill you you
1: cannot convince me that that you can smoke fentanyl successfully you know no, you, you it can't will you may be able you. to do it longer than some other person or whatever but it's it, it's a it's a way to die, a, a guaranteed Absolutely. way to die. And I, I also and I'm looking
2: at these, you know. And he was like, "Oh, those stats are out." No, they're not. Those stats are right, man. Right. It's fifty times stronger than heroin. Yes, yeah, so and when you those say those stats are right, but it's, an addict doesn't want to hear that. No, no, it's and not. And a dealer
1: doesn't want to hear that. Hey, sometimes drugs are. Tarnished with uh, absolutely, could be whatever with lethal doses of things like fentanyl. Like, right? No, that doesn't ever actually happen. No, it, does, know, it does happen. Dude. I lost, I, I lost someone. Like I, I know that right. it happens because they weren't out there trying to buy anything but cocaine. Right. And, so you can and say, they, died well, they died of fentanyl. They died of fentanyl overdose. Yes. So right. and and, and it's a gruesome. The, the, the details of that story are gruesome. I mean, and it the people you fast, leave behind. Yes, it's uh, there is no safe way. We could get into a whole week-long podcast now about how we need to change the way that we deal with drugs. But the current way that we deal with them right now means that there is no safe way to do any of these. And and the drugs that we're talking about, especially that we were just talking about, cocaine and and meth and obviously fentanyl and these things. I mean, you heard him say these pills that you buy. We've seen this in the news. He knew. It sounded to me like he may be saying that he's been aware of or even had in his um, stash at some point. Pills that were not real pills that were stashed that were made from fentanyl. If that, if that doesn't come across as scary and dangerous to you, then I guess we're living in different worlds. Over 150
2: people die every day.
1: It's insane how many people die from it. It's an absolute epidemic. I mean, if we in the beginning, I feel like we talked about a lot of the stories in the news, but because it became so common, the news is. You know, It's that, that tragedy. It's so common now that the news is reporting on it less because it just happens so often in so many places, and they don't know what to do. And every now and then, you know, some politician will say, well, we need to do something. And it's like, yeah, what's the answer? We don't know yet, but it's killing a lot of people. And then you hear those numbers, and it's, it's, it's bad. It's unbelievable. And you heard him say heroin's basically gone. Because what? Well, because fentanyl just took its place. Well, why would fentanyl take its place? Well, because... It's cheaper and it's stronger. Well, what was one of the huge problems with heroin? It's extremely deadly. Well, what would uh, make it more deadly? Making it cheaper and stronger. You know what I mean? We're, we're describing something that was already insanely addictive, insanely deadly, right. and now you're talking about making it more deadly and more available.
2: Well, here you go. Here's some stats, and it, this is from a website. It says, there's significant risks that illegal drugs have been intentionally contaminated with fentanyl because of its potency and low cost. Uh, Drug dealers mix fentanyl with other drugs, including heroin, meth, cocaine, uh, to increase what we just said, Uh, uh, the potency potency, and then also the addiction level. uh, And and then, therefore, it becomes a fatal interaction. Um, Producing illicit fentanyl is not an exact science. Two milligrams of fentanyl can be lethal, depending on a person's body size, tolerance, and past usage. DEA analysts have found uh counterfeit pills ranging from 0.2 to 5.1. That's more than twice the lethal dose some of these pills you guys were talking about. Some of them only 0.2, some of them 5.1. Doesn't everybody per here
1: know someone or know of someone who knows someone who's died of fentanyl? I of think course. we all do, yep, right? So of course. Uh, and I'm guessing if you're listening, there's a good chance that you do. So and that's, you know, again, anytime you're putting stuff in your body like that, but you know, even well, before think about fentanyl, this a, was bad. This is
2: interesting. One kilogram of fentanyl has the potential to kill 500,000 people.
1: Yeah, that's crazy. That's wow. crazy. A kilo. One kilo. Wow. A kilo. 500,000 people. It's really deadly shit. And the truth is, man, it's all deadly shit now because, first of all, it was always all kind of deadly shit because it's, it's been illegal here, so you never knew what you were getting. As long as you don't know what you're getting and you're putting it in your body, that can be fucking deadly. But you add to that this fentanyl epidemic, and I mean, you've just exponentially made everything more deadly, more dangerous. And you have to ask yourself: Is it ever worth risking it? I mean, Laz, you've talked about no. it in the past. There was a time when you might have said to a kid like, oh, "I try tell a my drug kids all and, the time, college, like, college, whatever." It, it, now you, you can't.
2: can't. You no. can't. And like, I, you know, I tell my kids, "Like, I'm sorry, man. There was a time, I'm sure, like in the fifties, the sixties, the seventies, the eighties, to some degree. Like, you just didn't do heroin because that would kill you." Right. But you weren't worried about snorting a line and dying. Right. And you have to now because it happens. It literally happens. I don't care what anybody says. I know that it happens. Yeah. You know that it happens. And we've seen the devastation that it leaves when it does happen.
1: Yeah. So And if, that's if, just it. If you walked away from this conversation with anything other than drugs are even more dangerous than I thought, then I don't know if you were listening to the same conversation because we just heard it from him. Right. Talking about you know what? Why he thinks certain things might be okay, right? Those were not. And then, hey, those are fat. It's fascinating to delve be- into be- the because, life of this guy because, because it is what it it's is. It's his life. It's right. his life. Absolutely. And he's also an addict himself. So it's, uh, it's, it's. A, I don't even. I don't know what to say. It's just. It's scary. It's sad. Honestly, uh, right? It's it's sad and it's scary. And if anything, I would hope that people would hear that and go, you know what? I don't. I don't think I am gonna do whatever it was anymore, or I am. I'm not gonna try whatever it was. Right, I thought we did our gi- job. Yeah, gi- because if I was gonna do a, an after school special, after of all the ones I watched in school, I think this one would have scared me the most. Should have right. at least, right?
2: Be- right? Because now you know, you know it happens. You know, and here's somebody uh, who ha- again is using Lives that cognitive dissonance and saying. Oh, well, it doesn't happen. No, it does, man. Yeah. And the reason why you say it doesn't happen is because your brain is making you say it. Because if not, it doesn't make any sense. You know it could kill you any time. Oh, so In order to keep doing it, your brain has to tell you it won't. Not this time. The same thing with me. Like I use that cigarette reference. My brain tells me this one won't kill me. Right. That, it has to tell me that. Or else I wouldn't do it. Yeah. But I'm so addicted to it that I have to figure out a way in order to be able to do it. And, you know, I tell the story like and I tell it jokingly about me smoking crack. But the truth of the matter is I smoked a bunch of crack and I remember being up for two days. And taking some and having it and like, all right, man, I got to go to sleep and putting it in my closet And laying down in bed and then waking up. Now, I've been up for hours and hours and hours now and waking up within an hour and a half and walking over the closet and being, all right, well, I got to smoke this now. Yeah. And I remember I had it in my hand. I'd only slept an hour, hour and a half and maybe two days. And I started to get to the point to where I was going to smoke it. And I said to myself, if if you, and and I knew it, my brain told me, if you smoke this, You're a crackhead. Yeah. There's no coming back from this. It's on. And I took it and I threw it out. I I flushed it down the toilet and I've never done it since. I don't do cocaine. I don't do any Mm -hmm. of that because I know that like it was so clear to me. "This, This is it. This is the moment. This is the path. Choose which one you want. And I think I'm really lucky that somehow my brain reacted you had like that. that. Moment of clarity. Right. Yes, exactly. Because you know, not, not a lot of people do, and I, and I don't think he, you know, as much as he's a nice guy, I don't think he's had that moment of clarity. No,
1: no, absolutely. Where not. like I mean, this is it? He's in the throes of addiction too. Right. So I don't think he wants. Not only does he not want to die, I don't think he wants to kill anyone else. No. Of so course. That it's all think part about of it. that. It's all that justification. He knows
2: how dangerous it is. He started out by saying, "I'm not going to sell it to anyone." Yep. Yep. But he's so addicted, he takes it himself. He won't
1: give it to you, right? Because he knows it fucking kill you, yep, ruin your life, and kill you, yep. But it take it himself, and that's why he also has to say that he's so confident that it's right. not in the things he is selling, exactly, him, right? Because he doesn't want to, right? He, does, he, he doesn't want to think about that, right? So
2: anyway, I think uh, we're gonna run the credits now. Yes. Um. And snow cone, if you could put on there, if people are dealing with addiction, uh, some helplines how to get help if you need it, Absolutely. where to go for help, Absolutely. And, you know, and what to do if you're with someone who's overdosed. Like, We need all that information. Yes, and and also, it should be part of all this podcast.
1: And, and Narcan, by the way, I know it has been available. It's so much more available now, and I've seen it. It's officially by there at the drugstores. I think you can look up online and see which retailers sell it. It's a lot get of them. It. It's, Keep it on It's you. about a sixth of the price of what it used to be now with this yep. new thing. Yep. I think it comes in two packs. And if you are ever doing street drugs, if you ever had people over to your house that are ever doing street drugs, about ever doing whatever it is, I don't care. It. Yeah, just buy it and have put it, it in it. your right. house. Yes. And that is it. Thanks for listening to today's show. And thank you again to our guests for calling in. If
2: you or someone you know is struggling with drug addiction, help is out there. You can call the SAMHSA helpline at 1-800-662-4357 or visit SAMHSA.gov.